0: Hello everyone, this is Gavin McDonald and Zach Zaffron and we welcome you to the first ever episode of the Stanford Daily Women's Basketball Podcast. We're psyched to be talking to you about the defending national champions and we're
1: very excited for this series. First, we'd like to introduce ourselves. Yeah. Why don't you introduce me, Zach? I love that idea, Gavin. Uh, Gavin here is a sophomore at Stanford studying both economics and math at the Stanford Daily. He's the current managing editor of our sports section. We love him there. Born and raised in San Francisco, Gavin grew up supporting our very own Stanford Cardinal as well as the San Francisco Giants and Golden State Warriors. And during his time at the Stanford Daily, Gavin has done a phenomenal job I mean it. Covering both men's and women's golf, our men's and women's basketball teams, and plenty of other sports when called upon. I'm excited to join the Gavin McDonald in this podcast. I'm glad you are all going to be along for the ride.
0: Wow, that's that's very kind, Zach. A bit of an embellishment, but I appreciate it. Meant uh, every word. Sitting sitting across from me, we have Zach Zaffron. Zaffrin, rather. Uh, he's a freshman from, from the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Where exactly? We're not sure. Freshman at Stanford who studies something or other, perhaps engineering. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He's undecided. He's taking all the classes. He's enjoying them. Uh, Also, a very dedicated writer and editor at the Stanford Daily. Um, He spent a lot of time covering men's and women's basketball, as well as football and soccer. Um, A fun fact is he recently won the Stanford Daily's awards for best sports article of the volume. This is out of hundreds of articles we published last volume. Uh, And the award was for his recap of the Ink Bowl. Our annual flag football game against the Daily Californian. Hey, it was the
1: team, game. not me. It was
0: the team uh, that won the award. It's, it's a terrific article. I would, I would strongly suggest you read it if you haven't already. But let's be honest, who hasn't read that article? Um, Zach, is, he's a multifaceted guy. He, has, he does all sorts of things. He also has experience broadcasting, covering both men's and women's basketball for a local radio station, KZSU. He's a passionate journalist, all-around great guy. Not to mention, you can't can't tell, it's a podcast, but he's very handsome. Very (laughs) handsome. I'm psyched to be doing this with him.
1: Man, I am psyched as well. I love the introduction, Gavin, thank you so much, but do you want to let the people know why we might be starting this podcast anyways yeah this is a good
0: question um i think first and foremost the stanford women's basketball team is a dominant force a force to be reckoned with they deserve they deserve this They deserve more coverage
1: do we start with the fact that they're the defending national champions or that they're the number two team in the country right now on a 15 game win streak
0: yeah i don't know they're, they're both staggering numbers. um they're straight balling right now, just to, to be honest. Um, and last year, they, they balled to the legal maximum, I'd say, winning the NCAA title over Arizona. It was uh, Stanford and Coach Tara Mandevere's first championship
1: since 1992, and truly an incredible run. Incredible might be an understatement, Gavin. And now that they're back at it, winning the Pac-12 regular season championship, going 15-0 and after an impressive non-conference schedule as well. Gavin, why don't we take a look back at some of these games? Yes, Zachary. Why don't, why
0: don't we take a journey, Zachary, a journey back to November 11th, 2021, when the Stanford Cardinal opened their season against Morgan State here at home at Maples Pavilion. Uh, in that game, the Cardinal dominated Essentially running the Morgan State Bears out of the gym back to Maryland. 91-36, 55-point margin. Oh my goodness. Yeah, talk about a way to set the tone for the rest of the year. I, I, I stumbled on that score. That's just so lopsided. That was how they started the season.
1: Well, three days later, Stanford faced its first adversity of the season, taking on then number 25 at Maples. It would not Number be... 25,
0: Texas, that number... is.
1: Oh, number 25, Texas. That is correct. Uh, they lost to Texas... And it, it, it definitely showed a lot about this team in comparison to last year. Uh, Stanford only lost one letter winner from the previous year, being starting point guard Keanu Williams. You know, Williams, she was an essential player on that national championship team. Uh, she was drafted to the Seattle Storm with the 18th overall pick in last year's WNBA draft. Um, and And... You know, what we saw out there against Texas was that Stanford was in dire need of that primary ball handler and playmaker. Texas brought the heat defensively, uh, and there was just no response from the Cardinal.
0: Right, they struggled with that, that full-court press. It was, it was a bit of a bummer, too, that that loss, that close loss was their first one in the season, and on ring ceremony day when they were getting their rings for last year's national championship. But such is life. They moved forward um, and a few few games later, they headed south to Nassau in the Bahamas. Woo! Yeah, what a fun series of games out there. Uh, They opened the tournament. It's a very high level tournament. They played number four Indiana first, actually, Tara Vanderveer's alma mater from her playing days. Zach, here's a fun fact Did you know that Vanderveer actually was in Bobby Knight's basketball coaching classes at IU?
1: What? No!
0: Yeah, crazy. I just learned this too. In fact, she she regularly observed Bobby Knight's practices and, and IU's team practices, and apparently she took what she learned, applied it to the Stanford program.
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. The winningest coach in women's basketball college history. That's right. I mean, it makes total sense. But, you know, turning back to that game, you got to talk about Cameron Brink and that upset win against Number four, Indiana, she had a monster double-double, 21 points, 22 rebounds, and five blocks on the day, Gavin. Yeah,
0: that was truly a crazy stat line from Brink. Um, unfortunately, after after that great win against Indiana, though, Stanford went on to lose against number 18, University of South Florida in Nassau, for its second loss of the season.
1: Yeah, second loss, I mean, it was just a heartbreaker, a close game throughout, and then Cardinal with a two-point lead, the University of uh, South Florida goes for the win. Down two with just seconds left, they hit the three to take a one-point lead with two seconds left. It was a, it was a heartbreaker to say the least.
0: It was a tough game, but on the bright side, Brink had another great performance. Uh, she recorded 23 points in that game. I think I think we can all say, can all agree that Frank has emerged as a standout player this year for the card.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, Gavin, she has been leading the team in scoring with thirteen point four points per game, and with that frame of hers, she pulls down nearly eight rebounds per game as well. I mean. The accolades are coming in. She yeah. was named to the Wooden Award late season top 20 watch list along with Haley Jones. It's but it's an honor. It is a lot, but what else is a lot is these number of Pac 12 player of the week awards oh she's Christ, been pulling in. Them up. Four on this season, including back to back earlier, uh, just a couple weeks ago. She's the first Pac-12 player to do that, since Sabrina
0: Ionescu. Yeah. Anytime you can get mentioned in the same breath as, as the great Sabrina, that's that's a compliment. Um, yeah, the brink's been been balling this year, and the very next day after that that loss to to USF, Stanford bounced back with a really, really a, a quality win over number two Maryland. Uh, it was their second win over a top five team in three days in Nassau. Uh, unfortunately, though, Brink came down with an illness the morning of that game. And that was unfortunate. Zach, aren't you familiar with illness? You're pretty, you're pretty familiar.
1: Yeah, you could say I've had a run-in with illnesses recently. Let's let's just say I'm happy to breathe fresh air again.
0: All right, that's great, thanks, Zach. Um, but Brink, struggling with this illness, was limited to just nine minutes against Maryland. Uh, and, and despite that, you know, that limitation, she still scored eight points. It was a very great performance. Well, sophomore.
1: Stanford pulling out the win because what a story to talk about. In her absence, Hannah Jump scored 21 points on not one, not two. I'll save you from the count. She scored seven threes. The three-point yeah. sniper could not miss.
0: No, she couldn't. It is worth noting, though, that Maryland was out many without many of their players of their due to injury and, and illness, all sorts of troubles. Um, nonetheless, you know, I think despite barely not being at full strength, anytime you can beat a top two team in the country, it's impressive. Also, Stanford with Brink and, and Haley Jones, who is recovering from an ankle tweak herself, they weren't at full strength. Zach, you're also familiar with ankle tweaks, aren't you?
1: Yeah, you could say I've had a run-in with ankle tweaks recently. Let's, let's just say I'm happy to be walking on two ankles again. I
0: see. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be going through the, the same sort of troubles that the Stanford women's basketball team does. But I'm glad that you and the team are healthy these days.
1: Hoping, hoping it continues. Yes. Anyway,
0: after a two-week break from play, Stanford returned to action from the from the Bahamas. Um, they started with a pair of home wins versus Pacific and UC Davis. Proves to be no biggie for the card. And the next two, that's that's a different story. They headed east for you know another tough stretch of their schedule this time not be living it up in the bahamas
1: hey knoxville tennessee is a destination if i do say so myself I gotta really
0: t- university of tennessee knoxville is it, you've been no, no okay i see anyway Stanford effort faced off against number seven tennessee and they walked away with another huge win over a high range program they won 74-63 um, and I, you remember before that game, Tara VanDerveer honored the late coaching legend Pat Summitt. Uh, she visited her statue outside the arena. Very nice tribute and a, another quality
1: win. Right, right. I remember seeing that. They showed them on ESPN. This is nationally televised. Uh, I mean, those road games against those SEC teams are no joke. No, they're not. Tennessee had 10,000 fans in attendance. That's nearly three times the most fans Maples has seen this season gathered. Even the next game,
0: the, the atmosphere would prove to be even larger or the crowd would prove to be even larger. Their next game was an even more hostile environment and had an even bigger crowd at the University of South Carolina. There were a whopping 13,000 fans there, Zach. You just don't get that type of
1: crowd at Maples. No, you do not, but it was well worth it for all 13,000 of them because what a matchup. That was Goliath versus Goliath, yes. number one in the country versus number two. It was everything it was made out to be.
0: Totally, yeah. If you recall, Lexi Hole started out just... Firing in all cylinders in that game. She opened the game with 14 points in the first quarter. It was crazy. It was, and she just could not be stopped. And either could the rest of the Stanford team in the first quarter. First half, even.
1: First half, yeah. I remember they were up 18 in the first half, but uh, the second half was a different story. Love Zach. 22-4, third quarter run from the Gamecocks. That is what brought things back.
0: Destiny Henderson for the Gamecocks was huge um she facilitated that comeback and and the game went down to the wire both both these teams you know came into the to the game knowing it was an important one they had the game circled on their calendar if if you remember and how could you not Zachary? the last time these two teams faced off it was in the final four that's right
1: that's right Uh,
0: many remember the image of a tearful Aaliyah boston after she missed the layup, um one that would have given the gamecocks a birth in the ncaa finals she missed it from close range and stanford you know Went to the finals and the rest is history. But right. that was the scene the last time these teams faced off. And this this time it was a little different.
1: Well a heartbreaking finish for the Gamecocks last year, but you know, that that, that missed layup, for her even for Stanford fans, that was a tough one to watch. Yes, but yeah. against the Cardinal this season, she came up clutch and You know, she finished off what she couldn't the first time, scoring the go-ahead basket as South Carolina completed the comeback, winning 65-61. to Yeah, it
0: it really was a good game to watch. You know, fans across the country enjoyed it on national television. Um, Even though there was an unfortunate outcome for Stanford, it was was a fun game to watch. Um, Brink, however, did not have her best night against the Gamecocks. She dealt with early foul trouble and was held to just three points for the game on 1-7 shooting.
1: And that foul trouble, it's been a problem all year long. Yeah,
0: it's been something Brink's had to deal with. Um, she also missed a
1: perhaps questionable shot um, in the final minute. Yeah, I think we all remember that one. Yeah. Stanford, 17 seconds left and, you know, called timeout and a lot of time on the clock to get a good look off. But uh, what happened, happened. I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't think Tara Vanderveer could have been too pleased with that shot selection from Brink when they were down one point, but... You know, live and learn, right? Uh, she missed it. And, you know, the Gamecocks won by by a few.
1: I mean, beyond that, what put them in that position, uh, it, it exposed the same issue that they've had all year. And we saw it against Texas. It's, it's the lack of the ball handler with Keanu Williams gone from this team. I mean, 20 turnovers is not characteristic of a Tara coach team. I mean, live and learn, though, right, Gavin? Right, live and learn. That is the motto.
0: Um, but after that brutal loss to South Carolina, I think we can say the Cardinal bounced back. Zach, if you're counting, how many times has Stanford lost?
1: It does not take long to count, Gavin. The number is zero. That's right. Zero. This team has not lost since the new year, and they're soon to wrap up their regular season of Pac-12 play, and they've been running with a full head of steam.
0: That they have, yeah. Why don't we take a look back at their last two games from this weekend, just kind of catch up on the team and their road trip?
1: Gavin, you are full of great ideas, Ah,
0: aren't you? Exactly. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Um, On Friday night, Stanford, you know, headed to Oregon for their road trip, taking on both the Ducks and the Beavers. That's Oregon State. Um, First, they took on Oregon State, and, you know, they they handled them. They won 87-63, but it wasn't in typical fashion, was it?
1: No, definitely not. It was a slow start for the Cardinal. I mean, at least for their standards. They're playing the highest level of basketball, there is. Uh, but, you know, they, they held a small lead throughout the first half. They just couldn't break away. Beavers kept within uh, arm's reach. But, of course, you know, to get things going in the fourth quarter, Hannah Jump did Hannah Jump things. I mean, knocking down back-to-back threes, that sparked a huge fourth-quarter run, and that let Stanford walk away with this 20-plus yeah, point win. That was a
0: really impressive performance from Jump. And what a season she's had, huh? She's shooting, a scorching 41% from three.
1: You see the confidence on her this season. Uh, I believe it was against Colorado. I remember seeing her pull up from nearly the logo, another shot like that against Oregon State. She's feeling it. No hesitation from behind the arc at times and you just love to see it.
0: You do, yeah. She's a she's a verified sniper, I would say.
1: Verified sniper. So Stanford took the win against Oregon State and then they headed out to Eugene in their last outing where they won against Oregon 66 to 62. Yeah, it was another quality win, but that wasn't smooth sailing that game, was it, Zachary? Exactly. No, Gavin, it definitely wasn't. I mean, admittedly, the Cardinal were not in control for most of that game against the Ducks. They uh they trailed. At the half by five, and um, although they had a ferocious comeback being in the third quarter, uh, you know, bringing it to just within one, the start of the fourth quarter, Oregon opened the fourth in a big way. They did. That's very true, Zach. They hit back to back to back
0: threes the second quarter, extending their lead to double digits. That was tough. With eight minutes left, Stanford trailed by ten, and quite honestly, it looked like they were in danger of losing
1: their Pac-12 winning streak. Well, Gavin, you know what happened. Enter Haley Jones. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Jones, the reigning most outstanding player of the Final Four, she sparked an 8-0 run and brought Stanford right back into it.
0: Yeah, and talk about a way to take the lead too, right? With scoring on it at 60-all after Stanford had come back, Jones drove into the lane, got fouled. You've seen the play, Zach, as she was almost on the ground. She threw up the circus shot overhead, and somehow she connected with the foul. It, it, if you haven't seen the play I'm describing now, stop the podcast, watch
1: it. I mean, what Gavin, that was. you've seen the play, I've seen the play. Who hasn't seen the play? That play was without question the best Stanford basketball play I've seen all year.
0: Yeah, it, it really was. Um, anyway, after that, the Cardinal hit the free throws late and finished
1: the comeback over Oregon, you know, like we said, won sixty-six, sixty-two. 62 And with that win, Stanford has just two more games ahead before putting a close to their Pac-12 regular season. Yeah. Why uh, why don't we preview those two games, Zach? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Washington State and Washington are coming to visit Maples this week. I mean, Gavin, what can we expect to see from them this week?
0: Well, let's be real, Zach, you know. I think Stanford is walking away with a win, both. I would wager they sweep the Washington team. Well,
1: hold your horses, Gavin. I mean, Thursday's game against Washington State might not be all that easy. In their last outing, they beat number eight, Arizona. And we know that Arizona's a legitimate matchup. We,
0: we do know that, yes. Do
1: you remember, uh, we, we had them back in Maples for a little uh, national championship rematch earlier this year. Went down to the wire. Stanford ultimately prevailed. But, uh, you know, that is a a serious team. And the fact that Washington State is walking away with a win, this is uh, something to look out for.
0: Yeah, fair point, Zach, fair point. That's that's a big win for for Washington State, for any program, really. Um, That being said, I think against Washington, we can definitely expect a lopsided matchup.
1: Uh, on Saturday, I, I would wish the Huskies good luck. I mean, they will need it. At the bottom of the Pac-12, they just scored seven first-half points in their last game. Seven. They will need the good luck, Adam. They'll yes. need it.
0: It'll be tough for them to match up against the Stanford team that has not lost a game to Pac-12 opponents in 29, 29 straight games that they won.
1: Man, what that is that is excellence. That That's why we're here.
0: That is why we're here. Okay. Before we wrap up... Um, Why don't we end with a a couple of quick thank yous. This is our first episode, and we just wanted to thank some people before we head out.
1: Absolutely. A huge thank you to our podcast team at the Stanford Daily.
0: And also another special shout out to our mentor and coach, Sabelle Athena-Jones.
1: And of course, a huge thank you to all the tens of you tuning in. None of this would be possible without our listeners. Hopefully, you know we're gonna we're gonna expand our viewership soon. Our list, our listenership, yeah, yes, our listenership. That's great. That great.
0: Um, if you indeed made it
1: to the end of this podcast, I am both surprised and grateful. So thank you, thank you. And and with that, we are done. Intara, we trust. Thank you guys. Special
0: thanks to Gavin McDonald and Zach Zafrin for hosting this new series. I'm Chloe Mendoza, producer of this episode and managing editor of podcasts for volume 261. For more podcasts by the Stanford Daily, visit stanforddaily.com category podcasts.